Hello, 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 and welcome to Courageously Kind. I'm Maddie. And I'm Liz. We're twin sisters and best friends. Together, we share stories of especially kind humans doing especially kind things in hopes that these conversations motivate and inspire you to be kinder to yourself and others. When we're not speaking with an incredible guest, we'll speak directly from our hearts about what it means to us to be courageously kind. Today we're talking about the topic of representation. I know we've probably touched on this topic before, but we really wanted to go super in-depth with it today, talk about what it is and why it's so important. Yeah, you know, we talked about face equality a lot before, but representation, you know, is so much more than just equality, and we can go a lot deeper than what we've already talked about. And today, specifically, we're going to be talking about representation for people with facial and physical differences. But representation is really important for everyone, you know, disability or not, all races. We all deserve to feel seen and heard and included in the film and television and media that we consume. Absolutely. So let's jump right into it and kind of define what representation is. It's pretty self-explanatory, but we always advocate for fair and equal representation. So this is, you know, we want to see ourselves on screen. We want to be represented, you know, honestly and genuinely, because especially right now, we aren't being represented fairly. And yeah. Equally. And I think the other thing too is is just seeing characters that we can relate to, seeing characters that look like us, that talk like us, that have similar life experiences. It's so empowering. It gives us so much courage and it inspires us to be who we really are and to celebrate ourselves. I think that's part of why representation is so important. It's so empowering. Absolutely. To, to see yourself on screen. And, you know, we sparked this conversation. We didn't spark it, but we started this conversation a couple of days ago on one of our social media accounts. And a lot of people said, you know, I didn't even think of this before. Yeah. You know, because when you feel represented, it's easy to forget about those that haven't been represented well. Absolutely. So let's talk about what, I guess, good representation or what positive representation looks like as compared to some of the representation out there now that is not so beneficial to society, I guess. So first, it's really important to acknowledge and recognize that people with facial scars, disfigurements, and I hate the word disfigurement, but it's important that you know like that like i don't know i hate to use that word but but it's a really common word and it's a word that people know and understand right and maybe someday we can get away from using that word that has such a negative connotation but right for now it can be kind of a gateway right so anyone with any kind of disfigurement has been portrayed in a negative light so if you google like famous villains i guarantee you It won't take five seconds to find one of them that is disfigured. It's a common trope, I feel like, to portray villains as with scars or with deformities as sort of like, I don't know, they write it into their storyline. Yeah, you know, they they often have, you know, some sad, tragic backstory. And and now 
you know, they are the monsters or the villains. And to, you know, you or I, this might not be that harmful. We might be able to look past it and have it not affect our judgment when mm-hmm. meeting people. But to children, this is so harmful. Because they start to associate these characteristics, things like scars and things like differences, with these villains, with these scary characters. Right. And so then when you they see a person say out in public who has scars they might associate them with fear yeah and that's not what we want at all right and that's totally you know a step in the wrong direction and it's sort of like subconscious right like i don't think i don't think people really realize i don't think the people that are producing these films and tv series and things like that i don't think they realize the effect it has i don't think parents realize the effect it has because Kids don't naturally see these things as scary, right? right? They might be different and they might be curious about those differences, but they're not instinctually fearful of them. That fear is taught. Yes. Whether, whether we realize it or not. Yeah. 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 And, and so how you can help is first be very vigilant. Very aware. Know, very aware. There are plenty of great resources, especially now more than ever, that are inclusive and that, you know, especially teach children all about differences, you know? And so we need to be actively choosing those resources to sort of counteract these yeah. harmful stereotypes. Absolutely. Another thing you, you said, something about the tragic backstory mm. that I just wanted to touch on briefly. I think it's another common trope in film and media that everyone who either has a disfigurement or a disability has some sort of tragic backstory. Mm. That's a common trope that maybe they were in an accident or maybe they just have some tragic childhood story and that's just not the case. It's not accurate. It's not accurate. So many people I know that are disabled or have disfigurements had a seemingly happy childhood. Yeah. And that story, that 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 trope that people that are disabled or disfigured must be depressed or must be yes. sad all the time. Or must be ashamed. Right. I think that was a big, big um, comment surrounding the Wonder movie. Mm. I personally have not seen the full movie. I haven't even read the full book, so I'm not going to comment too much mm-hmm. about that. But I've heard a lot of people saying, a lot of kids that were consulted when creating the movie, mm-hmm. saying, I'm not ashamed. I'm yeah. not, I don't want to hide. Yeah. I've gotten questions of how you feel about that movie. And I think it's a wonderful step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But that question was in rebuttal to... You know, me talking about, you know, here are some characters that are, you know, problematic. And, and people's response was, well, what about Wonder? That's one film. Right. And the thousands of harmful films. And to talk about Wonder again for another minute, I think it definitely sort of taught people about Treacher yes. Collins. It was a, a, that was huge. Yes. It sort of, that sort of became, I don't want to say like a household name, but it became more more, more known. known. Yeah. And it's, that's huge. Yes. It was a wonderful step in the right direction, but it was just one step. 
And another thing that I saw that I want to talk about that movie is they, the child that played the main character with Treacher Collins did not actually have Treacher Collins. Mm. I'm not, and again, I'm not. He was a wonderful actor. He yeah. did a phenomenal job. Wonderful job. I saw so many like articles when looking this up, when researching for this episode, mm. about how he had to endure two hours of makeup and prosthetics. <laughs> and it was so, it was challenging because he couldn't speak the way he normally would. And, <laughs> and it just made me kind of <laughs> scratch my head because so many of these young people live with this condition. Right. We don't talk about the difficulties of this condition. Yeah. We talk about the difficulties of putting, putting on, on prosthetics. Yeah. <laughs> that's very interesting. That was, and I think that just, we need to, that's a conversation we need to have. Mm-hmm. But again, Wonder was a, a, a wonderful step in the right direction. Absolutely. we need to keep walking. And I think the next step is hiring actors with these conditions. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure they're out there. I'm almost yeah. certain that they're out there. Mm-hmm. We need to start hiring disabled and disfigured actors to play disabled and disfigured roles. Because who knows that experience better than them? Right. I was watching a panel a couple weeks ago about, you know, representation. And, and somebody said, I can't remember who it was. Somebody said, nothing about us without us. Yeah. And yeah. I thought, oh my God, that's perfect. Yeah. You know? You sort of seen the repercussions of that with a movie that came out recently Mm -hmm. that, again, I don't want to go too much into it, but the community that this movie was supposedly made for Mm -hmm. was very, felt very hurt and very offended and very excluded from the conversations that went into making this movie. Right. And just let that be a lesson of what not to do. If you're going to make a film uh, or anything, any kind of content about a certain group of people for a certain group of people, Mm -hmm. they have to be a part of the conversation or else you're not going to get it right. Right. Nothing about us without us. And I can't remember. I have to find out who said that. I I remember hearing that too. And it's just, I think the answer is simple. Mm -hmm. Start including these people. Yeah. Start including everyone. Include everyone in the creation of these stories because there's, I think there's so much good talent out there mm-hmm. and so many people that can contribute so greatly yeah. to this content. I mean, who better to tell these stories than people that have lived them? And that's actually, you know, when Liz and I talk about like our big goals and our big dreams, one of them is to be able to create content that accurately represents the facially different community specifically yeah that's one of our big dreams yeah because it's so important and it needs to be done and it could help so many young people feel empowered and feel courageous and Mm -hmm. feel comfortable and confident in their bodies absolutely i mean who doesn't want to feel that way who doesn't want to feel that way who doesn't want to feel empowered and confident yeah so representation is the key. And I think we're on the right track. Absolutely. In terms of fair and equal representation for all. 
We'd like to give a huge thank you to Anna Waltz Landscape Contracting for their support of Courageously Kind. Anna Waltz is a family-owned landscape contracting company in Berks County that has served Pennsylvania for over 35 years. If you're ready to get your landscaping project started, visit AnnaWaltzLandscape.com or call 610-916-7070. Anna Waltz Landscape Contracting, beautifying Pennsylvania one yard at a time. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, feel free to share it with your friends, your family, or anyone you think might like it too. And if you want to support the show, leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It really does help. Or check out our merch store at courageouslykind.org. Take good care, and we'll see you back here real soon.